The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of the Heat Check, well, folks, All-Star Weekend has has come and gone. Uh, And let's just say, I think everyone's pretty mad with the whole event. I think think people want it gone. I think everyone's coming out with the tiki torches, uh, and they are ready for this thing to be reimagined. Uh, like right now. I think I am the woman to do it. That's right, Commissioner Crick. It's been a minute. I've been dormant. I've been chilling in the back, but I think I can fix this mess. Yes, it involves Team USA versus Team everything else. So let's get right into it, Anthony. Uh, Drop that generic-ass beat right now that should be Rihanna. So the NBA just finished this like marquee all-star weekend in Indianapolis, Indiana. And let me just stop you right there and say that's where that's where we fucked up. Okay? That was right there is where we fucked up to begin with. I do not believe that any all-star weekends should be in cities where during the all-star weekend it has any chance or probability of snowing. So that was step one. Nothing going on in Indianapolis. Once the event was there, let's pretend like it's LA, okay? No shitting on Indianapolis. You chose it, we gotta live with it, but let's just say, let's just not do that anymore. What used to be one of the greatest must-see weekends on the sports calendar, something that I remember vividly from my youth, has become like the dog days of summer, where I'm like, is this shit over yet? What the? Oh, even on the West Coast, I'm like, this shit has got to go. Separated by shockingly few moments of excitement. The moment of excitement, really, that we got was Damian Lillard proceeding to go on a half-court fever pitch heater. Heat check on heat check. And his own coach, Doc Rivers, proceeding to bench him. That's like the biggest moment we got. Let's recap, okay, and, and see what we saw and the skills, first of all, we should probably skip over the, the rising stars challenge because it was just terrible. Like, we got this G League team called Team Detlef. Again, I don't think many casual fans know who Detlef Shrimp is. I know because I was born in 1986 and I had NBA Jam. Okay, but anybody else, we don't need like team names or 
or all-star dunking judges that are Indianapolis legends. Because guess what? There aren't that many, okay? It should just be Reggie Miller doing everything. It's just clones of Reggie Miller everywhere you go. Uh, and, and maybe uh, Antonio Davis. Daniels? I think it's Antonio Dennis. Even he probably can't be rolled out if I don't remember his name. The highlight was Team Detliff beating a team. I mean, we just can't have that. Beating a team of NBA rookies featuring Victor Wembanyama, Brandon Miller, Jaime Jaquez, and Brandon Pajemski in the semifinals. The G-Leaguers, and they rolled out Matt McClung like they do, like it's weekend and Bernie's, and he gets 12 points out there. Like, more on little Mac McClung later, okay? Pacers' Benedict Matherin won MVP, but, like, I had to look that up. So, that didn't matter. Saturday night featuring the skills competition, which is where I really started to watch. Three-point shooting competition and the dunk contest. I think the skills competition needs to just be put out back. Shot outside taken out of its misery and buried in the back like my mom would love to do some cash because it's very uncompelling television watching Paolo Bancaro, Tyrese Maxey, tank one-handed bounce passes, run in the wrong direction. They don't know what, whether this is supposed to be a chess pass station or a bounce pass station or an outlet pass station. And truthfully, baby, I don't know the difference between a chess pass and an outlet pass really either besides like One's over the head and one's like, I don't know. Okay. So I don't, I think, how do you fix that? You got to make the most exciting aspect of NHL, NFL, All-Star Weekends. And how do you do it? Like, how do you make it this boring? I don't really know. But the highlight by far of the weekend was the three-point shooting contest, which I kind of love. And let's be honest, the tie was electric the four-way tie, but really all we were waiting for was Sabrina versus Steph. Julius Randle was hurt in the real three-point contest, and so every competitor had 20 or more points. That was pretty dope. There was a 30-second shootout, a, an elimination round for the tie between Tyrese Halliburton, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, Damian Lillard. Halliburton got eliminated, and then we just got to see Carl Anthony T Towns decide he was going to step his little foot, right, his big-ass foot, right on the line over and over and over again. Nobody called it. Nobody called it. So you know what Dame did? He's like, well, obviously these refs aren't doing any refing. So Dame Lillard, he decides to do the same in the final, wins back-to-back -back titles for the first time since 2008 when he missed his entire last rack except for the money ball. Talk about Dame time. Talk about drama. Talk about electricity. You had to make that last one to win that game, win that event, and he does. This is the one contest I think really does not need to be reimagined. I think it's perfect on its own. Except for, no, that's not true. I don't fuck with the Starry Ball, okay? I think it's bigger. I'm pretty sure it's made out of solid plastic. Every time it hits the rim, it looks very unnatural. So I think that needs to stop. I think we need to have one money ball per rack instead of a money rack. Clearly, the money racks sort of change the situation. But there was a special event that I think needs to stay, and that was the one that stole the show. Steph Curry, three-point, and, and the greatest shooter of the generation is Steph Curry versus the WNBA three-point champion, Sabrina 
Ionescu. I think it's Ionescu, but sometimes they say Inescu. So I, I pause there a little bit. Stefan Wardell Curry versus Sabrina. The rules were simple, I thought. According to some, not so simple. They thought that needed to be reimagined. We'll get to that in a second. They both shoot the ball from the same line. Keeps everything on the same playing field. NBA three-point shooting line. Sabrina used the WNBA ball, and Steph used the standard NBA ball. It was incredible. Sabrina, let me be honest, in that period of time where they were warming up, Sabrina, by the way, hasn't played a basketball game in two months. So she, we don't know what her level of like conditioning for this event was. She looked very nervous in, in the practice warm-up period. I was a little worried. There were a lot of bricks. Not any bricks from Steph Curry. And I'm thinking, fingers crossed, Sabrina, do us right, baby. Come on. So Sabrina goes first, and you're like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I don't know. Sabrina hit her first seven shots, ended with 26 points, which so happened to be the exact number of points that that four-way tie had just 10 minutes later between Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, Damian Lillard, and Tyrese Halliburton. Damian Lillard in the final couldn't even get to 26. Just insane shooting. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Steph hit, missed two or three shots in a row from the top of the key, and you were thinking, oh, no, maybe he's cooked. And you could see on his face, because they're panning into him, like, oh, yeah, I think he's nervous. He needs to turn it up. He needs to ball the fight. He needs to hit everything now. 
He makes his last four shots for a come-from-behind win with 29. I loved it. Everything about the competition was working. Every one was doing their best, except for Kenny Smith. He was like, we're just, you know, the t- inside of the t- NBA guy, TNT, I'm sure you know him. Anyway, I think he probably is, is headed to HR this morning because it was like, and another thing, why do women get the right to vote? Why aren't they? Don't ever let them say you're only supposed to play with dolls. It was like, hold up. Nobody said anything about this. This man, Kenny, said this after Steph clinched the win on the final rack. No, like, hey, by the way, Sabrina had 26, the same amount that Dame Lillard barely squeaked out. That is insane. All the pressure to try to live up to this moment. They've been pumping this thing for weeks. NBA players have been given their votes who they think is going to win. What an insane, like, never lives up to the hype and it exceeded expectation. You know what he said? Not that. He said, first thing, you know, she should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. Reggie Miller Thank God Reggie Miller actually redeemed himself because he's been on a heater full of L's for years. (laughs) Reggie Miller, Cheryl Miller's brother, one of the greatest shooters of all time, was absolutely baffled by this. He said to Kenny, um, why are you putting these boundaries on her? She wanted to shoot from there. And then Kenny didn't just say nothing, didn't just say, you know what, you're right. You're right, she competed. Good shit. He said, she should have shot from that line. There's a women's tee in golf, and there's a men's tee for a reason. Excuse me, what? Miller was having none of that shit, thank God. He said, according to you, you wanted to be playing with dolls. And then he was like, what's wrong with playing with dolls? (laughs) There's nothing wrong with, like, according to you, she should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. I like the kitchen. I like sandwiches. Fuck this, Kenny. I also was like thinking to myself when this went on, because I thought about it for a full day. I'm like, man, I, I really like or liked Kenny the Jet Smith. But you know what? I've never seen him around a woman before or talking about women before. And for that matter, has he ever done the show with Candace Parker on Inside the NBA? I don't think he has. I think she subs in for him. Do we have a Kenny Smith problem? What a rough night for the Jet. Given the opportunity to be quiet and just enjoy the moment, he said, no, she should be shooting from the women's line. And there's nothing wrong with playing with dolls. What a rough, rough night for my guy. He seemed absolutely stunned by the fact that Tyrese Halliburton was a high volume three point shooter. Are these men watching basketball or are they just only on TV to crack jokes? I can crack jokes and watch basketball. When when Reggie said, don't you watch games? That is rich considering we always say that about Reggie. Like literally, that's, that's the criticism reserved for my man, Reggie Miller. Kenny simply said, not this year. He's doing this year. What an awkward pause. 
And and that was punctuated by Reggie Miller being like, what are you guys doing in there in that studio? What's happening when the games are on? Are you guys playing chess? Checkers? Just eating food? As if tossing shade at Sabrina and whiffing on, I don't know, the guy who's literally leading the mantle for Indiana from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. First time All-Star. Probably should have won All-Star MVP. We'll get into that in a second. He doesn't even know what's happening. He came after Dominique Wilkins, Gary Payton, and even managed to get Darnell Hillman's name wrong. Man, I don't know, Kenny. Maybe next year you should be sitting in the studio. I don't know. Maybe you should be a prop for one of Mac McClung's dunks next year. Not much to say about the dunk contest except for two three things. One, Jalen Brown was in it. I didn't know until the moment that the dunk contest started that he was in it. So that's probably not great marketing. He's the biggest star they've had in years since Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. But I had no idea. What does Jalen Brown do well? He dunks with force and makes fun of himself. Yeah, he used his left hand to dunk. He put the glove on his left hand so you know and you knew, hey, people, we've got the receipts. I can do things. I can do things with my left hand. Given the fact that that's the joke, that Jalen Brown can't go left, I'm not knowing whether you should have accentuated that point in terms of, like, that's the thing that I'm adding to my difficulty in the dunk contest. That should not have been, that should not have been something that you wanted to bring on yourself. In fact, it's like, hey, you think this is hard? Try doing it with your left hand, you know? Mac McClung, it's kind of crazy how they roll him out here because he's not played in any NBA games. He's, like, played four NBA games in three years. I remember him in the summer league, and I was like, he's nice. And then some NBA player was like, or former NBA player was like, he's not an NBA guy, so don't, don't say Mac McClung is nice. He's an elite dunker, but, like, should we really be rolling him out? As, as a guy for the, like, pinnacle of the dunk contest. Even he was like, I don't know if I want to be back, you know? I think he's trying to get more money because he's probably broke playing for the G League in Ocala, Florida, or wherever the fuck. He's representing the o Ocala Magic. But I think we should probably figure out a way to get more Jalen Brown-esque or above. I thought they were going to try to give it to Jalen Brown just so that stars wouldn't feel embarrassed if they participated in the dunk contest. There were so many random, just like normal, regular dunks that they were like 49.5 for Jalen Brown. I'm like, oh yeah, they, they want this man to win this, 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 this contest. The game, let's move on. The game was last night, and that was pretty much what everyone thought it would be. And it was a snooze fest. The one thing, the East, by the way, beat the West, 211, 211 to 186. God, wouldn't you have loved to have the over in that fucking All-Star game? Dame Lillard won MVP, and everyone was pissed. Everyone wanted Tyrese Halliburton to win. I think he hit seven straight three threes in the first, like, four minutes of the game. I was like, oh, that's, this is in the bag for him. But then what did Dame decide to do? Dame was like, I hate everything. I hate everyone. I need to solidify my spot. 
uh, in the pantheon of great players. So I'm going to hit four shots from half court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He shot 14 for 26 and made 11 threes from an average of 31 and a half feet. 31, an average of 31 and a half feet. Dame was out there. Another thing that was really funny, like I said, was his own coach, when he's literally hitting shots from just, just past half court, I'm not even joking, like foot on the line, and Doc Rivers is like, I think it's time for a substitution. <laughs> like, I think it's time to bring in Tyrese Maxey for a little while. So that's very Doc Rivers, very on brand. He probably should not, no, he definitely should not have been on the bench for this one. There's no reason that a guy coming in, like at the 11th hour, is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take over for a guy that's second in the East. I'm going to lose seven out of ten games. And then, fuck it, coach the All-Star game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carl Anthony Towns was hilarious too. Carl Anthony Towns was peak cat, kitty cat. Uh, we in Minnesota now. He put up 50. He was chucking to the very end and they were down by a million. Put up 50 in 28 minutes and still managed to be the laughing stock uh, of Twitter. Still managed to just be an absolute goofball. He shot 35 times and it was like, I think Draymond said it best, like, it's like the good old days. Carl Anthony Towns has 50, and his team's losing. Uh, another thing that you can bet on happening, like clockwork did indeed happen, Luca is getting clowned on Twitter because he does not care about the All-Star game. He has seven points. He showed the world this is not going to change. He took a 70-point shot at one point. He literally was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to throw it up wherever. Second, Anthony Edwards claimed ahead of time he was going to shoot left-handed all weekend, and he did do that in the skills competition by shooting left-handed three off the side of the backboard. Terrible. He ended with four points, and the books the books were like, oh, yeah, we can't have anyone betting on Anthony Edwards' props. They pulled him the second that ball hit the backboard on Saturday night. It was like, oh, guys, woo, red alert, uh, I think we got to take this off the board. This is like unders all day. There's no number we can set it low enough at. Third, there was so much scoring that they obliterated the record, the total record of 397 points. There was zero defense playing. Even after Larry Bird called the entire league out at the Legends Luncheon earlier in the day, I don't know why, but they said, we don't care. We're just going to shoot shots from half court, which I actually loved. And finally, another thing that did not surprise anyone was LeBron James making everything about himself again. I think no one even asked the question. He's like, great question. I actually was asked this just the other day about whether I'm going to have a farewell tour or how long I'm going to play for or whether I'm just going to retire at the end of the year. Surprise, like Tim Duncan. This is what he said post game. Um, I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, 
I know it's not that many. Um, I also don't know if I will, I was asked this question a couple of days ago, will you kind of take the farewell tour or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50, um, I'm gonna be honest because there's times where I feel like, I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment you know, where's every city and whatever the case may be, and you know, they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be, you know, and, and, and that seems cool. I don't think that this is even close to true. LeBron James, I think what started to trend on Twitter was the liar. I mean, there was like four or five lies in the answer. Like, nobody has thought about more things in their life, completely mapped out, architected, to the nano level than LeBron James. LeBron James shows up to press conferences with the Godfather, uh, like the first page open on Malcolm X. Everything LeBron does is calculated. You don't think he has a retirement tour mapped out? You think he's just gonna be like, ah, I'm just gonna up and retire. I'm gonna plan it out in September. I'm not gonna tell a soul, not Nike, who might have like a farewell shoe mapped out. Not. Not like the Lakers, not these other teams that might want to promote me going around the world, shaking hands, kissing babies. Now I'm going to tell, I'm going to keep it on the super low. Just tell me and Savannah and Bronny James. No, no chance. No chance this man's 50-50 on that. He's 100-0. And then he said, I don't, and then he said, I don't, I'm not comfortable with praise. If you were not comfortable with praise, you wouldn't be doing everything possible to receive praise and this is not coming from a lebron hater i fucking love lebron but he's so hilariously himself it's just it's almost sometimes like he's a caricature of himself it's like if he's if he's like a comedian playing lebron like max is nice cause playing lebron that's what lebron is right now so that's the end of all-star weekend it, it was, I'm glad I didn't go. Other than the three-point contest, it was extremely forgettable. One thing that I will never forget is somehow, some way, Tyrese Halliburton threw a party, and he was in a, he was in a tank top, wife beater, inside the party, and all I could think about was, did he check his coat? Did he get right into an Uber? How was he wearing that in Indianapolis when it's snowing? David Aldridge wrote this about the All-Star game, and it, uh, All-Star weekend, and it, pretty much sums up my thoughts. One word to describe the 2024 All-Star game, dreadful. I don't know why the notion of even minimal defensive effort seems to be beyond this generation of stars. I am beginning to think this game is irredeemable. Everyone knows what the problem is, but no one seems in any particular hurry to solve it. Well, I am. I'm in a hurry. I am always in a hurry to point out flaws and, and to give my thoughts on how to fix them. As always, here is what's needed. First of all, Future, st future Stars Tournament, you don't get to fucking be on the court until you're a real star, until you're a present-day star. In its place, rookies versus second-year players, 1v1. Just like do, they do in the in the tournaments, at, like the off-season little runs that they do by themselves. 16 players, single elimination. You make it, you take it. Play to 10, play to 11 with 15-second shot clock. 
Let these young guns show their ISO skills. That's what we care about anyway, right? ISO. That's what we care about. We don't need to worry about these old, creaky knees and ankles getting blown out. That solves Friday. Also, no celebrity game. I don't want to see Micah Parsons doing tomahawks. We didn't even talk about that. I don't want to see, like, Birdman. I don't want to see Drewski. I don't want to see Rachel Demita. No. Leave that shit at the crib. Saturday night, no skills competition. Replace it with horse. That's way, That way we get to see guys like Luca, Booker, Steph. Try crazy-ass shots. I saw Luca bounce it 50 feet in the air into a hoop multiple times just messing around. Horse or pig, a competition between, I don't know, eight players, that would be immediately electric. You keep the three-point competition as it is. It's the only thing that works. One little quirk, five-point ball from 30 feet. I don't know, actually. I kind of like it classic. Also, special Sabrina versus Steph must be expanded. I want Caitlin Clark to join the mix, maybe Jewel Lloyd to join the mix. Dame Lillard has to be in it. Since Steph versus Sabrina had, I think, actually 10 million total views. That, that was the peak viewership of the weekend, I believe. The team competition, I think it would blow away the rest of the weekend. And also, final rule, no Kenny Smith anywhere at the event. Leave his ass at home. Keep him in Atlanta. As for the dunk contest, since it's already a G League competition right now, why don't you just get professional dunkers? You see those dudes. I saw a bunch of guys on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok during the All-Star game. And I'm like, I want to see that. Like, I'd be fine with that. Like, I don't want to just see normal, like, I just jump over Shaq. And let's be honest, like, Shaq lowers his head. It's not really the height of Shaq. If he's lowering his head down to his chest, that's not Shaq. Shaq is standing all the way tall. Shaq has to worry about breaking his fucking vertebrae and no spreading around them. Okay, if you're going to jump over someone, jump over them. It would be a thousand percent more entertaining than the stuff we saw this year. You could have three pros and three pro dunkers. It would be infinitely better. As for the All-Star game itself, I've already given this one out, and that's Team USA versus the world. I think that needs to be what how you get Luka to care about it at all. The top five players in the NBA right now, Embiid, Yoko, Luka, Giannis, and Shea, all non-American players. And then you have the American players with a big chip on their shoulder. It would be incredible. Second idea I like as well, NBA All-Stars versus EuroLeague All-Stars. Adam Silver has been trying to expand globally unsuccessfully for a very long time. This would put many future NBA players front and center, especially guys that were about to get drafted that we have no idea who they are, what they do, what they can do, what they look like, what their names are. Jokic, Luka, Alperin, Shangun were all EuroLeague All-Stars at one point. And I tell you what, when Luka was EuroLeague MVP, everybody was like, I don't know, I bet you if we saw him in the All-Star game giving Steph Curry buckets, we'd be like, oh yeah, that kid's nice. That kid's nice. So then it would turn the NBA uh, draft into something even more, I guess, uh, Interesting, the more that European players continue to permeate into our league. That would be very fun. NBA players would be playing real defense. It would be fun to watch because there would be people on the floor who actually want to win. And that, Commissioner Crick says, is how you fix All-Star Weekend. I'm telling you, if you, if you implement my ideas, watch the All-Star Weekend flourish. It will be lit once again. Because as it stands, I think everyone hates it, even if you love the NBA. 
That's all the time that we have for this episode of The Heat Check. Come back later this week for an all-new episode. I am at Mama Crick's house in Portland, Oregon, so the schedule on the episodes are a little shaky. Just dropboxing this to myself with the internet situation, which is literally strung by, like, telephone on little, little like, cans of, of soup just to get Wi-Fi. I'm telling you, it's been rough. Check the feed, though, for past episodes and mini-episodes, which drop unexpectedly like a ray of sunshine in a Portland winter season and follow the heat check as we head down the stretch, as we head towards the playoffs. Do not forget to download, subscribe. Please tell your friends, every single one of them, even that cute girl, sweet girl at the coffee shop with her adorable nine-month baby who apparently never cries, never throws tantrums, and wakes up on his own just chilling. Hey, yo, tell, tell that kid Jonathan. Hey, he's incredibly cute. You better play him Trista's Heat Check podcast because it's the sound to help your kid improve his mental acuity. And follow us on social. Some some babies listen to Chinese, some listen to Heat Check. Follow us on social at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll see you next time.